0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 7 Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, we're talking about AI and how you can use that inside your real estate business. I got a great guest. He's been working with GPT-3 for the past few years, studying it, and has really put out great content, really kind of turned me on to ChatGPT. I've been using another platform called Jasper for a while now um, in the marketing world. But uh, we just kind of go through the future of it, what we can use it for now. And then also, um, actually, like, testing, test running it and showing you exactly how it works and what, what you can do with it. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I know um, AI is pretty popular right now of the talk on the street, but um, I wanted to bring somebody in who I feel like is, a, is an expert on uh, GPT-3. So it was a really great conversation. I enjoyed it. He's all in on uh, AI. I've been using it for a while, but now looking at different ways of how to help you guys use it in the real estate world instead of just the marketing world like I've been using it. And uh, I'm excited about it. I had a great conversation with him and I hope you guys enjoy it. My name is Bill Allen and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are seven figure flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. What's everybody? I am really excited about today's show and everything that we're going to be talking about. It's actually like really busy and noisy right now. Um, Once something new kind of pops up, or what people think is new, it seems like it's like a race to who's going to become the expert, or think that they're expert, or position themselves the expert first. I wanted to bring in somebody who I've been following for a while on online social media. We got to know each other a few years ago. I really like like this guy, trust him, believe in him. And some of the information he's been putting out is really fascinating on Facebook, at least where I see it. Uh, I wanted to bring him on the show today and just talk with him about the future of AI, artificial intelligence in business and and predominantly in in real estate businesses. I know that I've been using it for a while in my marketing for the podcast, all of our events and things like that, just to help me, um, help me with copy, help me with ideas, help me to flush things out um, and just speed up. I love, I'm a systems guy, automation, I love those tools and so I wanted to bring uh my guest today on the show just to kind of we'll chit chat we'll talk about the future of this for real estate investors for you guys that are out there wondering what this means for you because I know that you're probably searching there's a lot of noise about it and you want to find the person who can direct you or guide you I'm definitely not that guy yet uh, but I've been using it for a while and have some ideas but I want to bring in somebody who's more knowledgeable than me to talk about it today so I've got Brett Moreno on the show I'm really excited to talk to him today and I think you guys are gonna learn a ton about AI the future of this and, and his background in it so Um, Brent, I want to turn it over to you, just kind of like introduce yourself and and kind of why should anybody listen to you about AI?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I I struggle with uh, limiting beliefs, self-beliefs and uh, imposter syndrome all the time. So calling myself an expert is always kind of a a little weird for me. Um, I'm not a programmer. I'm not a coder. I am a marketer at heart. Uh, I spent 10 plus years doing marketing for Fortune 500 companies uh, like Jack Links, uh, Budweiser, you name it, Coca-Cola. So I did that for a while and jumped into real estate because I wanted to kind of control my own destiny. I had some friends like Max Maxwell. Uh, He was in the experiential marketing business before, and we became friends. When he got into real estate, I really became interested because I always assumed you had to have a lot of money. So fast forward, got into wholesaling, opened up a business in South Carolina, ended up doing a partnership in Mississippi, and ever since I was in Mississippi, I kind of backed off the real estate stuff. Uh, because we had a program and a course and mentorship. So I was kind of learning a lot of things and techniques on how to develop that and build out a really valuable mentorship program. We carried on with that for a long time before we went on to to split up. So I'm sorry I'm rambling here. But fast forward, I was uh, about in November of 2020, I want to say it was, I went through and searched through my messages. I had found uh, a video about GPT-3. I think there was like four or five videos that was literally on youtube at the time and this video went through all of these applications and uh programs that were being built around it or on top of it i should say so ever since then i was fascinated by it and jumped into a company called jasper it used to be called conversion.ai then they went to jarvis and then disney sued them and then they went to Jasper, which I thought was an interesting choice because it kind of sounds redneckish a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, It was really fascinating, and it's still fascinating what they've been able to do with that model as far as, like you said, speed things up, right? Writing copy, coming up with concepts. Uh, I use it to, like, I'll throw in, I use a tool called Descript that I just throw my podcast into, and uh, it automatically will transcribe everything. It'll correct my audio levels do do a lot of that stuff but I'll take the transcript I just throw it into ChatGPT now and say hey would you write a description based on this transcript simple little thing like that that would normally take me you know 10 15 minutes to really think about what I you know how to make the description right I can just throw in and I can ask it to you know make it SEO optimized give me a catchy uh, title and all of it will be spit out within seconds so what does that mean for us as real estate investors or as uh, you know Content creators, or whatever, it means a lot of things. Chat GPT's changed uh, from what I've heard and read. They built it because it's OpenAI that, open that owns Chat GPT. They built GPT 3 uh, that everyone has built this platform off of. They had a problem in the sense that it wasn't getting a ton of developers that were building on the platform, and they had hoped that somebody would have built chat gpt and it took them 10 months before they realized like okay let's we're going to build this ourselves so they that's why they launched chat GPT. and i think what you're going to see for the future is a lot a lot of software solutions built on top of chat gpt and that that's going to bring if you're a owner operator you're good when it comes to real estate if you're a virtual assistant mm, probably not if you're um, somebody that's handling text messages, you're, you're probably not safe. If you're doing acquisitions, you're probably not safe uh, because of the systems and platforms that are out there right now today that are available.
0: So I've used, uh, I used Jasper for a while. Yeah. And one thing that, that I really love about it, and you mentioned kind of putting things in there and spitting out um, just like saving time for solutions. It could be a description. It could be a headline. Um, it could be a Facebook post. It could be an Instagram post. Um description. It could be I, I use it for YouTube a lot. And when I started using it, um, I would put in kind of some of the catchphrases. And then the cool thing is you can put like your the language basically. Like what do I want people to feel? So I, I use witty a lot. I have like a witty kind of um uh demeanor about myself from time to time. So I'm trying to like use different um things like that. Like what kind of emotion do you want to tie to this description? And my, I, what I noticed is my YouTube shorts, a lot of the videos that we we're creating, things like that started taking off due to a lot of the, the headlines, descriptions, things like that. And so I actually started like analyzing the data and looking at it. It saved me a ton of time and also really helped with um, what people wanted to see and click on and, and stuff like that. So um, in the marketing world, I could talk all day sure. about application and marketing. So what I'd like to do, because I've, I've seen a few people um, put out some videos on on social media, YouTube, all kind of all over the place, about specifically about real estate. So what I'd like to do is, if we go through some, like, I almost like to just kind of talk to you, what do you think about the future of that? You said some of some of these areas not really, um, owner-operators pretty much who listens to this podcast and, and watches the show primarily, so, um, so that's great. What's the benefit to them, and what are some things that they could see inside the business and some thoughts that you have about how they could use it today, and then what the future might look like?
1: So today it's going to be tough, because from what i have found there's a few people using the 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 tagline it's ai or whatever the case may be but it's simple forms is that i've is what i've seen so what i envision the first iteration is going to be for a lot of people is going to be probably a a form of some sort uh that has parameters set for an investor that may use an api to like zillow right so to, to kind of come up with a basic idea of like what the house is worth, right? Just a generalization rough comp. So I see people coming to your website, going to a form like they know, always do, except this form has your parameters already set. And based on how they're answering is how they get the form delivered to them. So you have a little, which those things can be already kind of done now, uh, but it'll be the process. and will be much easier to put in place for people who are using it. Like fill is one that I'm, I'm checking out right now, which it's a form generator. Now they're working on a little bit of a different process when the sense of like they're, you describe your form and it'll make it for you and give you a background image, which is, you know, kind of cool, but they're working on some other integrations. But essentially what you, what will happen is, is that you'll come into somebody's website, you'll fill out that form. And based on how you set your parameters and how they answer questions, will lead them down a journey of negotiating like a creative finance deal, a subject to deal, or a, uh you know, a traditional cash deal, or if you're an agent, maybe even a listing, right? That's kind of what, the, what I see the first thing that's coming. And that's not that very impressive. The second thing is going to be chatbots and text responders that will actually be able to be conversational. And that's actually a really simple process to go in and build if you're familiar with OpenAI's Playground, which is how you how people are building these apps, part of the way they're building these apps, is they're going in and they're training it. Much like how you said, you can say, make it witty, uh, you can take all of your content like that you write, upload it into ChatGPT, and ask every time you upload a piece of content, ask it to pull out you know, the tonality and the personality of it, right? And then use some of those prompts in your writing so whenever you're going to, to write something, make, you can use those same prompts like you said, witty, right? Um, casual is one I use all the time. Friendly is one that I use all the time. Uh, And I just play with it, right, and tweak and try to figure out what it is that I like. And then I go and save whatever that file is. I'll go and start, like, a new conversation or a new chat. And I'll start with that prompt of, you know, make it casual, witty, smart, whatever, uh, sarcastic. And I'll save that as, like, a setting. So every time I want to make something in that tone, I can just go to that, right? And you can actually do that as, you know, if you want to sound like Tony Robbins, act as Tony, you know, you're – act as Tony Robbins would say this or write this or whatever. You can literally write content in your own language and make it spit out Tony Robbins-esque because you have to think about it. It has Tony Robbins' entire catalog of of content for years and years and years, so it understands exactly how they speak. Uh, I've even used it for, like, therapy, to be honest. (laughs) as crazy as it sounds like tell it your problems it'll give you solutions now it's going to tell you to go seek a therapist if you know professional help is needed you should go seek a therapist but like jokingly and kind of realistically like some of the stuff that it's helped me unlock just by using it uh, and playing with it and asking it you know different questions will totally open your mind to a, a whole new world of possibilities the second thing that i see coming or the second thing was the, was the chat box right having conversational The third thing that's coming is voice AI, uh, which I call kind of VAI, voice assistant uh, or voice uh, artificial intelligence. Um, That's going to be the next thing that's coming. There's already a company called poly.ai, P-O-L-Y.ai, that are already serving needs for like major corporations. So I've already looked into it. They won't take you on unless you're doing X amount of volume for calls. Now, these are not outbound calls. I'm going to get into that a little bit later too. These are not outbound calls. These are simply customer service type calls, right? But they can train these models where you wouldn't know whether or not you're talking to a real human or not. Period, end of story. You can go look up Google Duplex like two years ago, three years ago, yep. uh, where they were you know, showing off how they would call and reserve a restaurant. You would never know that that's not a real human. first time I saw that, I, I, my mind went to what if we had these types of uh, AI tools that was calling or receiving calls, and they were trained on how to negotiate. Not only trained on how to negotiate. What happens if you give that artificial intelligence all the data points that you can pull on somebody? So, say you have you know two thousand or three thousand data points that you can upload. That bot now knows everything about you. Actually, it probably knows more about you than you know about you. Um, so that's kind of how that's the that's the future of things, and we're not really that far out. If You're talking probably somebody will have something like this within. Maybe even by the end of the year, if they're really, if you want to take it and run with it, you guys go have fun with it. Um, but it's not that difficult once you understand the process. It's just really going to take someone who knows how, you know, what questions, what's the most common questions that sellers are asking, right? What's the conversations are like, and you can all upload all that data, and it will basically, you know, give you all that input that you need. Uh, that's what I see as the future: is that you'll be able to make phone calls, receive phone calls, text, email. All of that will be automated based on uh, conversational AI.
0: Yeah, I, I remember seeing that um, that demonstration. Just like, it, yeah, it was probably two. It was probably three years ago. Yeah, right? two three years ago. Yeah, and just going through it, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like they're answering <laughs> actual questions. They're they're actually que- uh, querying the other party. Yep. Um, and it was it was really incredible. So like, it already exists. Like this stuff, and I, the fact that. Google will probably roll it out right now. I yeah.
1: would think. Like, well, they, well, they um, killed duplex. Uh, they're moving on some other, some other names or projects. I mean, I'm sure they're keeping a lot of the source code, but, um, yeah. they, they did kill duplex. They have a uh, dialogue flow, which is another tool you could build your chat bots and your voice AI on. The common complaint on the voice right now is that it still doesn't sound quite right or quite human. Whereas Polly is very clear. Uh but if you want to build, go build your own chatbot, you can go learn Dialogflow probably for free from Google pretty quickly and install something really quick-like that can have conversational conversations with customers. And that's why I say, like, you know, if you're focused on building a call center or focused on using a call center, you're focused on, uh, you know, responding to texts or emails or answering phone calls, those jobs are, are going to go away and there's going to save a lot of money uh, for owner operators, in my opinion. And that that's coming very quickly. That's not even an opinion. That's a, that's a fact. If somebody doesn't build yeah, it, i think it force my hand to build it.
0: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're building that, if you're building that right now, you should definitely focus and shift your attention to building something that's more on the back of some more automation inside of a call center that you own. Uh, what can I build it off of? Or can I build it myself? Yes. Um, and, and the other thing, a lot of people ask me, like, right now, like, what can I do with this right now? Like, this is interesting. I'm, my, my answer is usually, like, go go mess with it. Like, spend some time, like, block off some time and start learning what you can and can't do with it. And that's really what a lot of people are doing right now that are talking about it. Yeah. But they're just, like, starting to understand it a little bit. Like, right now, some advice that I have is just... Some of the things that you do that take a lot of time, it's usually like responding to emails, it's writing emails, it's sending text messages, it's creating variations, it's communicating back and forth with people um, that's more just text related, things like that. Um, you can basically just build like 10, 20, 30 variations of different messages that do inc- do or do not include certain words, um, things like that. And, and you might wanna say it a different way. And then you can just create a note inside of your phone and just paste it in there. And so then I'm copying and pasting. Not even that. There's even like short codes inside your phone and stuff that you can, if you just type in like these three letters, it'll send this message. Like you set that up in your phone and and create even more automations. So that stuff already exists that most people don't know. You can type a a little code into your phone and it'll send a whole long line of messages. But now to create that message, you have to think about it. I don't have to think about it anymore. I can start doing that. An email to a buyer or a seller or something like that. You can actually take an email that you have right now and say, hey, I want to respond with well, duh, 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 in, in a professional like, manner. respond to this email with this. And it'll spit out the response to the email. You just copy and paste it, like read it real quick. And so, just like reducing the amount of workload and time that you have, even some marketing messages on your postcards, um, things like that. Like it, you know, it's really great for stuff like that. Obviously, Brent's a marketer. I'm a marketer. So we look at things from a marketing aspect. Well, how can I write a different headline, an ad, something like that? But you're doing the same thing. Like you're marketing. How When you write a post for a job description, like get it to help you, get it to dial that in yep. a little bit. So hey, put this in bullet points or or actually I have this big long description, pull the bullet points out for me and and let it do the majority of the work. It'll get it 85 to 90% of the way there. You just kind of clean it up a little bit. Do you have anything like to add on that? For Yeah, I mean, I, think, I think
1: that's, you know, as owner operators, you know, right now it's kind of weird to say, you know, if you're thinking about hiring somebody after I just said, you're probably not gonna need very many people anymore, but for right now, right? Right now, this use case in general, I, I literally ideated, created everything I would possibly need to build an entire company uh, from scratch, right? So I have launch strategies that ChatGPT helped me with. I have job descriptions that Chat GPT helped me with. I had uh, press releases that ChatGPT helped me with. I had emails, all this stuff. I just asked ChatGPT any mental block that I have that I, or I say that I don't know how to do that. And it, you know you know what it's like to go try to figure out how to do something on Google. You got to go click around a bunch of links, read a bunch of blogs. It's kind of like cooking a recipe, right? You click on the link and you got oh god, I don't want to read about your grandma and her story and how she's been making these chicken and dumplings for twenty years or whatever all her life. I don't care about that. Give me the recipe. But they make you scroll all the way to the bottom. ChatGPT cuts all that out, right? All that time that you spend researching things, and learning how to do things, ChatGPT just gives it to you on a silver platter. And if you happen to know just a little bit about, you know, what you're talking about, it can, uh, you know, it'll help you a lot because it's not always right. I mean, there's there's sometimes where it doesn't get things exactly right, but it's, it's about the IQ level of a college student right now, and that's not even mentioning what happens when GT, GPT-4 is released, which is supposedly going to be like a trillion parameters. Uh, it'll have as many synapses as the human brain, apparently, uh, which is... Absolutely uh, insane. So some things that I thought about, uh, some things that I do, and when I started thinking about kind of real estate, I made a little note over here. Uh, Social media posts, like you you guys, it doesn't matter what business you're in, you're a marketer. At the end of the day, like your job relies on supplying yourself leads, right? So I've always been kind of a small-time operator when it comes to the real estate things. But I always focused on organic methods, and I always focused on making sure that everyone knows who I am, what I do, how I can help them, and how they can help me. Right? So social media posts are important, not just from your business page, but from your personal page. Uh, I take that a, a lot of step farther where I have a circle of influence email that I send every single month to like 150 people. Uh, and I add people to it all the time to where every month I just give them an update, what's going on in my personal life, what's going on in my business. Hey, here's some things that we're working on. Here's what I need help with. Here's how I can help you guys. If there's anything I can do, let me know. And that in and itself has brought me deals, simple things. It's one email a month, right? That's not hard. Um, but blog writing and content creation. So what I was using Jasper for originally was I was taking carrot blogs that they, you know, they give you if you signed up for the premium package you get, content packages well what happens most people aren't even uploading those so they're doing the bare minimum SEO there but what happens when everyone has the same blogs uploaded on their website well you get thrown into the you know mix of things so you got to go and church it up a little bit so I was taking those conversations throwing them into Jasper which is a Gpt3 tool and rewriting them so my content stood out and was and looked different than everybody else's because if you're just copying and pasting and doing what everyone else is doing, you're, you're not going to get any any headway when it comes to like SEO. Um, rental descriptions, also another, listing descriptions, uh, s- stupid simple. I mean, how much time do do agents spend, you know, trying to come up with the perfect listing description? Just throw in some features and give it the address and say, write me a list, paint, and I ask it to paint the picture, right? Paint the picture of what it, and it will literally give you like a story of uh, the, the listing uh contracts lease agreements i've seen it put out some pretty decent my wife's an attorney and she's reviewed some of them she was even kind of like shocked so you can ask it specific questions about the laws uh in your state Uh, again it does not substitute for an attorney nor is this legal advice whatsoever uh do your own research but it's it's pretty good at what it does um always ask it to expand upon examples for more clarity, right? So it will always kind of give you the brief notes depending on how you prompt it. And that's the number one thing. Prompting, like good prompts are what's going to make you, uh, save you a lot of time. So understanding like what to ask it and how to ask it and how to be specific about it. I treat it like a freelancer almost, like a Fiverr contact. Like, hey, this is what I need exactly like this, these colors, this, that. And it prints it out. So the more specific you can be on your questions the better answers you're going to get when it comes to ChatGPT.
0: All right, so what we did was we pulled up ChatGPT itself so you guys could actually see what it looks like and we'll go through it and we'll kind of set some things up for you based on what I would do inside of a real estate business looking for off-market houses or a couple different ways that you could use this today, like right now, not in the future, but like right now, today, how you could use it to save a lot more time. And so I'm going to have Brent kind of talk through a little bit of it, like how he uses it, what it looks like, the, the infrastructure and stuff like that and um, kind of let him just kind of walk you through it. And hopefully if you're listening to this and not watching it, um, you should be able to follow along. But if not, you absolutely should be hopping on and, and watching this either on our YouTube channel or on the website that you got in the, uh, in the email from us.
1: Yeah, so I'll, you know, for those of you that are watching, I'll explain this kind of real quick and brief for you guys. So over in the left-hand side is where all your chats are stored. Uh, they've been having some issues for a while. They deleted all your chats and they brought them back the other day. And then when they did, They didn't label them correctly because a lot of times it just labels them automatically. But over here is where you can kind of keep track of all of your uh, previous chats. So if you're talking to it about a project that you're working on and you want to go back, you can always just go right back and and jump right into it. But um, So if you guys see this,
0: Brent's got like a ton of different chats. And so why do you keep all those chats instead of just like closing it out and opening a new one, like saving the chat? Why did you do that?
1: I'm a, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm a hoarder. I'm a digital hoarder. I don't delete anything digitally. Like I have all my texts from like 2016 on <laughs> all of my emails. I keep receipts. Yes. Yeah, so I can go back and find them uh, and go back and have conversations. So just like I was uh, mentioning to you earlier about how if I wanted to write a piece of content about uh, being a real estate investor, then I can keep that content right there. And every time I go back to it, it already knows like how I speak, how I write. Uh, The things, the topics that I talk about, so the more that I sit there and I feed into it, the more it's going to learn me better uh, over time. So it's it's great to save those, and it's also great to save, like, your own personal characters or your own personal tones. So where you just, like, don't want to write something, you just have an idea, come over to ChatGPT, go to your chat. It already has everything that you've already, you know, given it in prior times. So as you use it more and more and more, it's learning more and more and more. You can come in it just basically picks it right up, right from the right from the jump. So Yeah, so right not only are you
0: saving time, but you're saving time on top of the time that you already saved yourself. So the next time correct. it's even faster, and then it's even yep. faster. It's really exponential.
1: Yes. So I highly recommend that. There is a, uh, a Chrome extension that you can install called, I think it's called Save GPT. You can look it up. You can uh, search for it, and it will basically allow you to save your conversation as a text file. So that way, if something ever happens, because it has happened uh, to where they deleted all your chats, you at least have that. Uh, So if you're working on a project, working on uh, uh, some emails or whatever you're working on, you can have those saved at least.
0: All right. So Um, what I want to do now is just jump in there. And what we'll do is um, so Blaze and I are working through this kind of undercover house flipper. He's going out and looking for houses. He can't use any money, any of his um, any of my resources, any of my money, any of my social media, none of that stuff. So it's my coo going out looking for a house like he's a brand new person and folks are following along on that story kind of like undercover billionaire but we're going undercover house flippers so i can't use any of my network my contractors my realtors any of that stuff and so what, what the first thing i taught him to do was go to facebook and go into all these different groups and start posting and just getting free leads like he's got time but he doesn't have any money so just drive free traffic on social media so what i want to do first is just figure out how we could What we were doing is i was just giving him ideas to write facebook posts so we were just like typing them in trying them out basically creating like little bandit signs so like a yellow a yellow square with his writing in it and stuff like that what he was looking for so what i'm going to task brent with now is can he make those and the other thing is we had to kind of make them different because we're posting them all around these local pages so i don't want everything to look the same right and um, so how do we make them look different? How do we engage? How do we make it look like something that's inviting for somebody to send us a message or comment or things like that? So I'm going to kind of task Brent to uh, to go out and make me some, some variations and just kind of talk to ChatGPT so you guys can see how you, this might be something that you do um, with the system.
1: So you may work this a little bit different than I do. Uh, most people will come on here and give it a basic prompt, much like I have right now, which is. Write a Facebook post inside Orange Beach, Alabama marketplace groups, letting everyone know that I'm buying houses for cash in Orange Beach, Alabama. So it's using a little bit too too much of a attention for me. It says, attention, Orange Beach, Alabama residents, I'm currently looking to buy houses for cash in the area. If you or someone you know is looking to sell, please reach out to me fair, for a fair and quick transaction. Let's make a deal. And it's got hashtag Orange Beach, hashtag cash buyer, hashtag real estate. So not bad, right? I mean, it's not fantastic. It's not over the moon. It didn't really say most people could write like that anytime. But why would you want to use intention? Yeah, make it friendlier. A little more about how I'm local and how I can make the process easier. Keep the conversation casual. Hey, Orange Beach friends. Are you or anyone you know looking to sell a house? As a local cash buyer, I'm on the hunt for properties in the area and would love to make the process as easy and stress-free as possible for you. Let's chat about your options and see if we can make a deal happen. I'm here to help and answer any questions you may have. Thanks for considering. Hashtag Orange Beach Cash Bower and local real estate. Now, now that we got that one, that one's pretty good. It's a little bit better. Give me 10 different. This is where it saves you time. when You don't want to sit there and clog the feed because everyone can see whenever uh, you go and post the same thing in 10 different groups. So you want to get some different variations. So I just asked it, give me 10 different variations. I'm usually You mentioned the
0: pro, you mentioned a pro version of this. Um, what do you know about that? And and what do you recommend for folks that want to use this at a higher level?
1: So they released a wait list probably about a week ago. And they, with the wait list, they had a survey. And the survey was asking, like, what are you using it for? Uh, you know, how much could you justify spending per month? So they were kind of gauging to see, like, what a pro version would be worth to people. And that means like priority access, uh, faster load speeds up, you know, maybe you get some updates a little bit quicker. I forget all the things that they mentioned. It wasn't anything like crazy. Like you don't get anything crazy, uh, extra. This is that you get actual priority access. So if something goes down, you're good. You can, you can log anytime you want instead of having trouble logging in. So a lot of people are having trouble logging in period in general. And I, I want to say that some people even said that you know they have not yet been able to get in. I just sit there, one of the little hacks that I have when I really need to get in, I just sit there and constantly refresh. Maybe I needed to give it a few less variations. No, here we go. It's starting again.
0: Yeah, the other thing is we have a limit to the number of questions you can ask in an hour right now. Correct. So hopefully the pro version eliminates that. Like With Jasper, you pay per, per word, basically. And so um, that's a paid site if you were listening to us before. Yeah, but... You know, depending on how much you use it, 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 it's it's pretty. I think it's reasonable. Like the way that I use oh, no, it, yeah, it's it's very reasonable. It's very brand reasonable.
1: Brand I mean, you're talking so I, you know, looking into building tools and stuff on GPT three. You're talking as you know, half a penny. As some as cheap as you know, per token. A token can be. it's that's hard to describe what a token is because it's not necessarily a word. It can be a common. It be a one word could be three tokens depending on how long the word is. Or how they de- define that token, uh, but you're talking like half a penny per, you know, word, up to including to like two cents per image to generate. So it's not expensive, uh, and that's honestly how they've been able to to release this for free. Because obviously they're doing a ton of research. But my opinion or my theory on it is, is that they're trying to make their money in licensing and selling and having other people create tools around this product. Now that everyone can see what it does. And I think you're going to see a, the market just flood with tons of AI solutions. You know, you're going to have some billionaires made just from using GPT three products. You're going to have some losers as well. Uh, but this is going to be an entirely new industry that's
0: opening up. So you're thinking like you're thinking like Windows uh, licensing things, or or Apple taking it and creating software around it.
1: Yeah, or, or you know, like Jasper, right? I mean, Jasper's yeah. built on GPT-3. They could have very easily used the same code to make this product, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, so people are now seeing, they now have mass exposure, whereas, you know, two years ago when Jasper was released, like the us marketing guys knew about it, but we didn't really see a niche for it outside of, you know, I, I thought about ways I could use it with, you know, recreating blogs, carrot blogs, but that's about as far as I got with it. Uh, you know, I had some ideas about what the future uh, would was coming, but I had no idea about this. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really share Jasper that much with too many people unless you were in marketing or you needed somebody to help you write content because there was no real reason to, I think I shared it with a couple of uh, buddies that are in college. <laughs> I was like, Hey, this, you know, this probably helped you a lot, write some essays and stuff. So yep. you want to give it a try. Um, so it wrote these, these 10 uh, new posts and they're all different. Right. Now, some of them are still a little loud. You have attention horns be John Warners, but you get what I'm saying is that just like that, it wrote 10 different posts So I don't go around posting all on the same day and they all look exactly the same. Or I can rotate them in and out on different days, whatever the case may be. But I can always come back in here and say, you know, make this wittier or make this funny or add some humor. Let's just even try that. Add something funny to example one. Let's just see what happens. But This is what you got to do. You got to come in here and play around with it. You got to test it. Um, I've seen people using it to write emails to the courthouse to request records. Um, you could, you know, use it to for probates and for foreclosures and for water shutoff lists and everything else. Calling all Orange Beach homeowners. Need to sell your house fast? I'm a local cash buyer ready to make you an offer. Let's chat and see if we can make it happen. Bonus, I promise not to leave dirty dishes in the sink. That's pretty good. That's not hey, can bad. You,
0: can you scroll up a little bit? I'm going to read just a couple of these because what I thought was interesting about this is we had a much longer original message. Yep. And so I want it to be short. I want it to be short enough that I can usually put like a background color on it, something to stop the scroll. So if you're yep. listening, to this just from a marketing aspect. Um, every time that I make a post, it's either whether it's an image or it's text or it's a, it, it's a, a different colored background, whatever it is, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for something to stand out. To get people to stop the scroll. So anytime I'm I'm marketing, I'm thinking about where's my avatar, what time are they looking at it, how are they feeling when they're looking at it, and then what's going to stop them in their tracks? Like what is it that I'm doing that's going to get them stop? Because these people are death scrolling on Facebook, right? It's a pattern to interrupt. Trading, right? Totally. So you I want how, them to. See- uh,
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but you know how Fire Festival became so so viral so fast before they how? obviously did terrible they had all these influencers and everyone upload just an orange. like their, the video started with a blank orange screen. So everyone's Instagram was flooded with just orange. It was just orange, just flat orange. So it it made everyone
0: stop. Hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and and so the reason why, and sometimes I'll test something like I'll test it. If it doesn't take off, I'll take it down and I'll try something else. So you guys are just like, Oh, that didn't work. Yeah. But you know, in the first 10 or 15 minutes, if something's going to get a lot of traction, like if yep. I'm asking people to comment something or I'm looking for interaction and it doesn't, I'm just going to kill it and try it again. It might be the time of day. It might be the location. It might be the image. It might be the text. It, it the might words, be the color.
1: Yeah.
0: It might it's be Facebook like you. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so to get engagement, you guys probably understand how some of these social media channels work. Once you get some engagement, then it's like, oh, people like this. I'm going to show it to more people. It's pretty simple. They want to yeah. keep you on the platform. Their goal is to keep you on the platform. The longer they can keep people on the platform, the more interesting your piece of content, you're the user generating the content for them. So now what I, what I noticed was these were shorter posts. So what I was gonna ask Brent to do before he did the 10 was, hey, could you ask them to make it shorter? Because I, I want maybe just like two lines of text where I can create a background or something like that. Or I might now take a longer text where you click see more and I'm actually gonna put an image that's gonna stop somebody from scrolling potentially when, when I think yeah. about this. But these, these became shorter. So looking to sell your Orange Beach property, as a local cash buyer, I can make the process quick and hassle-free. Contact me to discuss your options. And then it's got the hashtags that Brent mentioned before. Um, selling your Orange Beach home just got easier. As a local cash buyer, I can make you an offer and close the deal in no time. Let's talk. Uh, some little bit different hashtags there. Um, let's see. I'll pick another one. If you're looking to sell your Orange Beach house, I'm your guy. As a local cash buyer, I can make the process easy and fast. Contact me for more details. I guess it just assumed that you were a man. Um, maybe from some of the other conversations you were having with it, selling your orange beach home just got more convenient. I'm a local cash buyer ready to make you an offer and close the deal quickly. Contact me for more information. So you can see how you can put this in different areas, or this can be something you put on rotation in the same group every couple days or every day, every day you're putting something different and people are like, Oh, and you're just getting in front of them. I remember I used to watch Seinfeld all the time. And George Costanza would do the leave behind with the women. He would like leave something behind on the couch. He would like so they'd have to call him, be like, "You left this thing here, and come see him again." And he's like, "Just the more often I'm in front of these women, the more the more they start getting interested in me." Because he's always like, "I'm really not that good looking. I'm short. I'm bald, and I live with my parents." So these, like, just you need to be in front of people more and more and more. And that's what I told Blaze. I was like, "Blaze is my COO. He's the one that is, is working on this." I said, "You just got to be in front of them all the time. Just keep posting in there. Keep posting in there." And so then they'll comment, they'll like it, they'll share it, those kind of things. Um. Okay, so then we got uh, then we got the one that added something funny, and you can just keep iterating this. This is how you can use it to spit out 10, 20, 30 of these posts, and then you can just copy and paste them in a Word document or somewhere where you just go grab one. Every day you're, you're doing something new or you're posting it in multiple groups.
1: I mean, I know people that are using Craigslist that still work, right? They're just, they're just going in every day and, and making Craigslist posts. This can write a Craigslist post. And yep. guess what? You don't have to spell anything right. It usually, gets, it usually understands what you're doing. I just asked it to write an email at Orange Beach Transfer Court requesting the code violation list. Subject: Request for Orange Beach Code Violation List. Dear Orange Beach Transfer Court, I hope this email finds you well. I'm writing a request code violation list of properties within Orange Beach. I'm a local real estate investor. So it knows based on the previous conversations that it's adding. I'm a local real estate investor. If you started this on a new chat, it would not give you the real estate investor. You wouldn't want to mention to the court that you're a real estate investor. So if you went to a new one, let's just go, go back here real quick. I just want to show you. Let guys me read different- that.
0: Let me read that one out loud real quick. Cause it's pretty close. Like there's a couple of little small tweaks that you have to make, but yeah. it basically says it's got the subject request for orange beach code violation list, dear orange beach, chancery court. I hope this email finds you well. I'm writing the request to code violation list for properties within the orange beach city limits. I'm a local real estate investor. And I'd like to have this information for my due diligence process. This is what Brent's talking about to remove. He's going to remove that with the next question, potentially. Or go to another uh, another chat. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you could provide me with a list in a digital format, such as an Excel spreadsheet. If there are any fees associated with obtaining this information, please let me know and I'll make arrangements to cover them. Thank you in advance for your assistance. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Sincerely, your name, contact information.
1: I mean, it's pretty good.
0: So yeah, you can pretty you good. Like you can actually even just take out that sentence potentially, and you're ready to rock, right? Yeah, you're
1: ready to rock. So let's just say. Uh, Don't mention I am a real estate investor.
0: So what he put here is don't mention I'm a real estate investor. I'm just a concerned citizen. And so now it's going to, you know, write that to that tone, which which very interesting is you've got this. It's learning that you're an investor. You've been talking about that. I'm looking to buy houses, off market houses. So immediately it puts that in. Like Brent was saying, if you start a new chat, it will probably wouldn't. It wouldn't include that. There's no way it would say you're a real estate investor.
1: So, it's even then, it added something I wouldn't have added. I'm a concerned citizen. It took it literally because I prompted it wrong. But it's still great. Like, we're right there. So, what would happen if I just wrote that in a new chat without it knowing that I am a real estate investor? So this is just to show you guys the difference between working in one thread and going over to another, why you want multiple threads. Uh, here we go. Write an email to arms Beach each chance to record, requesting the code violation list new thread.
0: I'm going to read through this while it's typing. So, subject: request for Orange Beach code violation list. Dear Orange Beach Chancery Court, I'm writing to request a copy of the code violation list for Orange Beach. I'm interested in researching the violations that have occurred in the area and would like to have access to the inf- information for my personal use. Uh, I would appreciate if you could give, if you provide me with the most recent version of the list along with any additional information that you may have about the process for reporting and addressing code violations in Orange Beach. Please let me know if there's any further information that I need to provide in order to receive the list, and let me know if there are any fees associated with obtaining the, the information. Thank you and for your time and your assistance. Sincerely, your name. So, I mean, you're pretty much there. There's some things that you could remove, you could adjust and tweak, but like honestly, even if you just take that, I mean, at this point, you've got you asked it one good. question, you've got that copy paste, like swipe and deploy, right? Yeah. And and put it in there, make a couple tweaks. You put it you in your own language. You could do that with you probate. Say,
1: you could do that with water shutoff lists, like you know the utility companies, all that.
0: Yep. Same thing for text messages. Same things for uh, emails, like emails to buyers lists. Uh, Brent talked about descriptions for, um, for properties. Same thing for uh, if you want to work with a realtor, you reach out to a realtor, say, hey, I'm looking to make, uh, I'm looking for, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z in this area. Three bedroom, two bath. Um, you know, sick, do, uh, ranch houses that that you have that might need some work. Or do you have anything that's been sitting on the market for a long period of time that you just want to figure out how to offload? Like I can make a cash offer on it today. And this is reaching out to every single realtor. You can just go grab a list, email a bunch of realtors, and just swipe and deploy this kind of stuff. So here's what he's writing right now. New thread. I'm a local real estate investor looking to write emails to local agents about the types of homes I am looking to buy. All right, so here's what he wrote. I'm I'm a local real estate investor looking to write emails to local agents about the types of homes I'm looking to buy and how I can work with just about any type of property or situation.
1: Right. And, you know, it's going to depend on you know what you're focused on. If you're somebody that's focused on multifamily, then you're going to ask what you know, ask it to prompt you on multifamily. If you're somebody that's looking for storage units or land or whatever you're looking for, just it's all about how you prompt it.
0: So here's what it's, it's spitting out. Um, subject, looking to buy homes in, and then whatever name it, your city is. Dear agent name, uh, you'll have to scroll up a little bit. I hope this email finds you well. My name is, insert your name, and I and I'm a local real estate investor. I'm currently looking to buy homes in Pensacola, Florida, as an example, and I would like to work with you as one of my trusted agents. I'm interested in buying any type of property, including single family homes, duplexes, triplexes, multi-unit buildings. I'm also open to purchasing homes in any condition, whether they're fixer uppers or move-in ready. I understand that as a real estate agent, you have access to a wide range of properties that may not be listed on the open market. I would greatly appreciate it if you could keep me in mind for any particular or for any properties that may fit my criteria. I look forward to working with you and building a long-term business relationship. Please feel free to contact me at your contact information if you have any properties that match my criteria. Thank you for your time and consideration. Best regards, in your name. So, as far as I'm concerned, like. If this is a cold reach out that I'm sending out to an agent, it's like there, pretty much there, you know, I I might, I might remove, I would like to work with you as my trusted agent. I might remove that. That seems to be like a little bit robotic. And I don't know that I want them to think that they're going to be my trusted agent because I'm definitely going to use lots of different agents, but everything else, like I'd probably remove that and just let this fly because this is not somebody I have a relationship with. This is just opening the door, getting them interested and boom, like I got four paragraphs done and. 30 seconds, 10 seconds. And guess what?
1: Go send Go send 10 emails a day, right? Send this to 10 different people a day and see what happens over time. I promise you, allow that allow that effort to compound. It's going to work out in your favor. Uh, there's another tool that I haven't got to play with yet, but it's called browse.ai. So if any of you guys are pulling uh, or scraping websites, this essentially will scrape any website for you uh, automatically. So you just literally give it some... Uh, give it some pointers, tell it how you want it to operate, and it'll go pull all the information you want. So if you wanted to go pull like all the agent's emails from Redfin or or Trulia or whatever website for your area, it'll go and pull all those. You just gotta give it the direction. So you don't have to go and hire somebody in Pakistan to build a web scraper for you for one specific tool. It'll just do it for you automatically now.
0: Yeah, so here's a couple examples, obviously. So Facebook posts, Craigslist posts, emails, you can do the same thing with text messages. Uh, if you, you guys know when, as you're texting out a bunch of people on text, there's certain things you can say and can't say for this to be flagged by the, uh, provider, the carrier. So you can have, write this text message then remove these words. So there's a lot of different things that you guys can do with this right now. And, um, and the, the other side of it is, uh, I'm really excited. Exactly that. Like what if we start scraping things right now. Some, one of my biggest buyers list hacks in the past. Was to just search the at feature in Ria groups on Facebook because mm-hmm. you know when somebody makes a post and says, "Hey, if if you're like I got this property, send me your email," and they just everybody just drops their email. So anytime I went into a new market, one of my biggest hacks was hire a VA, go in there, have them search the at sign inside that Facebook group, and just take all those emails, and that was my that was my buyers list. I'd have a thousand buyers. Okay, so what we're doing here is we went to a Facebook group and scraped got like all of the buyer's list emails. So people are like, I'm a buyer, I'm a buyer. Here's here's my email. What he said was, please take this data and pull out only the emails. Please organize this list to emails only. And then paste it all that information. So we're trying to see if we, there we go. So now we're getting just a list of email addresses only. So what it's doing is removing all the other noise and just spitting out the email addresses. So you can just copy and paste that right there. So this is what I would hire a VA to do, right? Yep. And even if I am hiring a VA to do this, if the VA uses this, I don't pay the VA as much to get me the thing that I need. And it happens instead of taking a day or two to scrape an entire Facebook group, it might take a couple hours for that. All
1: right, so we wanna do the text messages, right?
0: Yeah, so let's let's end this with some text messages. So um, if you guys are sending mass text message, group text messages out and blasting them out like a big, large SMS list, there are certain words that you can't use. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the process of Brent, writing a text message out that we would send to a homeowner like hey i'm interested in selling and buying your house and there's some things that there's words in there that we're not allowed to say right and some things you guys probably have if you send them a bunch of text messages you have a list of things that you're not saying right now and it changes all the time so uh, a little bit of training for you guys it's constantly changing and iterating so if your deliverability goes down take a look at it and there might be a word in there that you're saying that's uh, that you that you can't say, or they're trying to start flagging and triggering based on some reports of spam. So right now, three words that come to mind for me are offer, sale, and house. So we don't wanna say offer, we don't wanna say sale, we don't wanna say house, but before we put it in, okay, he's gonna put it in right away.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna put it in. Not so if you already
0: know that, like don't waste time going through a bunch of, get 10 iterations, then say take out house, take out sale, take out offer. So what he's got right here is I'm writing I'm I'm writing text messages to homeowners in my local market about being interested in purchasing their property. Do not use the words offer sale out of the blue. Okay. So right here it says, hello, homeowner, like homeowner in parentheses. I hope this message finds you well. I'm writing to express my interest in potentially purchasing your property in local market. Please let me know if you're open to discussing this further. Thank you. Yeah. Probably something that I could send. Right now, um, I would take a look at deliverability, but you can iterate this. So let's make it, um, we can shorten it, we can lengthen it, we can make it, uh, we can give it a tonality to it. There's lots of things that we can do. But right here, you're probably somewhat close to something. The word property might be something that triggers and flags, so look at deliverability. So now he said, give me 10 different examples, make it friendly and casual. So he's given some tonality and getting 10 different examples. I'm gonna to try to just rip through some of these as they're writing them out. So, uh, hey, homeowner, just wanted to reach out and express my interest in your property in local market. Let me know if you're open to chatting more about it, thanks. Um, hello, like whatever the name is, ver- some variable data that you can use. I came across your property in local market in parentheses and I'm really interested in potentially buying it. Would love to chat more about it. Let me know if that's something you're open to. Uh, good afternoon, good morning. Um, I. I hope all is well. I just wanted to express my interest in your property in local market. Would you be open to discussing further? Thanks. Hope you're having a great day. I'm reaching out because I'm interested in your property. If you're open to it, I'd love to chat more about it. Let me know, thanks. Hey there, I came across your property in whatever city and I'm really intrigued by it. Would you be open to discussing it further? Let me know, thanks. So you're, you're starting to get some different things. Even right there, you're starting to get off out of this, I'm interested in buying it and more towards, I'm interested in talking intrigued. more about it. Yeah, Yeah, intrigued. Like. These kind of, that's a whole different type of message. Like I was intrigued by it. They're like, oh, what, why would you be intrigued by my house? Yeah. Who is this person that's intrigued by my house? (laughs) Yeah. So of those 10, that's probably the one that I would send. Like, that's interesting. So now not only would this be 10 different ones that you're iterating, but these might be 10 different options that you're choosing one or two or three from. So here's what he got. I really like number five. That was the one I'm intrigued by your property. Could you make me some more examples like that? Hello, Name, I came across your property in whatever local market and it caught my attention. I'm interested in potentially buying it. Would you be open to discussing it further? Let me know, thanks. I hope you're doing well. I came across your property in whatever market. I'm really intrigued by it. Would you be open to talking about it? Let me know, thanks. I hope all is well. I saw your property in this area. I'm interested in potentially buying it. Would you be, lo- it looks like they're, it's giving very similar messages. So yeah. if, if this was happening to me, it looks like it's iterating those. What I would do is probably say, I really like number five. Can you use the word intrigued, like the in, the 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 this kind of like I would describe what I liked about it, and then say, could you make more including something like that? Yeah, I love that. So he said, mention less about buying and more about interest. So it's just like, okay, let me iterate this a couple times. Let me see if a couple things pop out, and now then I'm going to test. Then I'll test it in in my laboratory. We'll see what the kind of responses we get are, and how it works, and then. The, the cool thing is is like we what we haven't even talked about is like business operations. If you want to build like SOPs and process and procedures and oh, things like God, that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's a whole other hours and hours and hours of stuff. Yeah. We're, it's like we're trying we're try, try to just like show you how you can save some more time. When you really dive into it, everything that you do can be automated or or built in or, or structured or uh, shortened or expanded with something like this. So the tool is well, really I mean, cool.
1: Right. I mean, what's a good, good book on business, uh, on systems is traction, right? So you can literally ask it to give you the key points of traction and then say, okay, iterate more on this. How do I implement this in my business? This is who I am is what I do this is how many employees I have. You know, what, what's, uh, you know, all those things. And it will literally give you all the meat and potato out of, the, out of that book.
0: Yep. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, the, the, on the content creation side, I really love it. It's like, I, I, want, I want to talk more about the recession. I want to think about, like, I was like, what are some companies that that grew through the recession, like that started in a recession? And it gave me a bunch of companies that started in a recession. And so then I didn't have to go, like, Google it and look at five different websites, figure out, like, do the math. And it just gave me those. And then I was like, okay, I can just go study those. I was like, well, tell me more about how this company grew through the recession. Tell me more about his. And if you go to my Instagram right now, at Bill Allen REI, you can watch a video that I talked about how Airbnb grew through the recession. They gave me some bullet points and I started researching Airbnb a little tighter. And I was like, wow, these four things are the way that they grew through the recession. And so all that came from ChatGBT, me asking a bunch of questions and not having to spend an hour researching recession companies. That I normally would. I could do what I would normally do in an hour for my research and development for a video and some short form and long form YouTube videos in like ten minutes. Yeah. So I think you guys can see the the possibilities here. There's a couple examples of, of what you can do inside of there. And uh, I you know, I think I love that next you're talking about forms, then some chat bots, and chat bots are already there right now, but they're so like mundane. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's, yeah
1: just, it's, it's plug and play, drag and drop. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't feel human. This will feel human.
0: Yeah. And will feel like you're just like right now, like I got people chatting all the time, all over to people. And so it, it'll learn my tone a lot faster It'll learn my, my language, my voice. I have a copywriter who's been working with me for like six years. He knows my voice. He can write an email just like me. If you're getting my emails, they're from Kyle. It's not, they're not <laughs> for me. And Kyle can write exactly like me. And he knows my family, he knows my stories. He watches Facebook, he watches my Instagram stuff. He's around me all the time. And he can write exactly like me. And this can do the exact same thing. So now pretty soon I'm gonna have like 10 Kyles, right? And yep. um, and so I love it. And there's some things that Kyle can do about like offer creation and thing like that. But ju- just like Brent said, we've got to figure out like, okay, what's coming next, let's get ahead of it. Let's start testing it and start learning it. I- I always challenge everybody, like learn something new, like don't be responsible. The the biggest thing that I can tell you guys, the, the biggest thing I can tell you guys is don't be responsible for somebody else, like feeding you things, learn new things, get interested about it. Um, it's not, you don't have to just go like, buy, like buy the best new thing, buy courses on this stuff. Like just get in there right now is the time to get in there, play around. And I'll tell you what, this thing is as creative as you are. And so however creative you can get with it, like what you could use it for and things like that. So inside of our mastermind, inside of our groups, like just talk about it. This is how I'm using it. This is why I'm using it. What are you guys doing? And and this is how I'm saving time. This is how my te- I'm training my team on it. Take it to your staff, take it to your team. Like nobody's yeah. gonna own this stuff. Like uh, there's probably gonna be people that roll out courses and all these things on there and, and charge a bunch of money for it. Um, I have no desire to do that personally, but I'll tell um, you dude. just find the people who who are using it, they're operating on it, they're willing to share it and and talk about it. So, um, what I loved is when I learned about Jasper, it was like in the marketing world, uh, I have a you're talking about plugins. I have a plugin on Jasper so if I'm like typing something out even a Facebook post, I can just click the plugin and it's like, "Oh, here, let me run a couple iterations of this and you can see it just right there in real time do it." And I can just copy and paste it back like, "Oh, I like that a lot better than what I wrote." And I just paste it over there. So, this, Merlin
1: will do that for you too and I think it's currently free as another what is it called merlin it runs off of
0: chat gpt Mm, i love it so for all you guys out there um the biggest thing i can give you is just just like jump in don't be scared of it it's it's not like overwhelming it's pretty easy and once you play with it a little bit you'll get the hang of it and so it's not hard if anybody tells you it's hard it's impossible you can't learn it you got to buy something i would stay away from that um and just figure out like mastermind with people figure out how they're using it and just get in there and, and use it you don't have to be um I mean, I'll tell you, there's like kids in middle school that are using it to write their reports right now. So, um, <laughs> so Brent, what, um, it, you know, hey, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on, sharing some of your wisdom, and and all the things that you're using it for and see in it. And I, I really have enjoyed watching you. You've gone like all in on AI, GPT three, all the stuff that you're doing, and you've been really focused. So, what's next for you? And then, how can people get a hold of you? I know you've got a newsletter and some other things that you're working on. So, like, how can they sign up for that? If they want to learn more about AI and the future and what you're doing. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you and, and sign up for that?
1: Yeah, so I write semi-daily, usually between three to five posts uh, a week on everything that I'm finding inside of AI, whether it be tools or advancements in technology, uh, anything that I find interesting as I'm scouring and doing my research. I just go and summarize it a lot of times with ChatGPT because you know I find it, I summarize it, I make it sound like me. I give it a lot of content myself as well. Now throw it into the newsletter uh, every single day. And you can go to ideations.com. That's a i dot com and sign up for that. Uh, it's free. I do like two to three of those a week for free. And then some of them I, I keep private. So uh, I think it's $18 for the year for like over 200 newsletters if you want to sign up for all of them. Uh, so pretty dang cheap. But I'm doing all the research and finding out what's coming out, putting out there. Now, for me... As you mentioned, I like I'm going all in in AI. Um, I'm actually going all in in tech, and I, I believe that AI will have a larger impact on society than the internet has, and probably do it 10 times faster. So this is the next boom. Uh, I've missed a lot of booms, partly due because of age or experience or knowledge. Uh, I won't miss this one, and I've been following that following the GPT-3 story for several years now. So whenever I saw ChatGPT come out and was released, I knew immediately like, this is going to help me overcome a lot of obstacles. And my vision for the future is to create a, a fair and equitable internet for everyone. And I'm doing that with uh, by building platforms that are that put people over profits. Uh, so that's where I'm currently working on right now. It's a big, hairy, audacious goal. It scares the living shit out of me, to be completely honest. Um, but I firmly believe it's the future of internet and it's the future of marketing uh, moving forward as things get more difficult. Coming from a real estate background and a marketing background, I kind of see how things have went. If we go back in the past, you can see permission marketing, right? Uh, Seth Godin wrote about it back in, when, during the email days, the Can Spam Act happened. Back in the day, you could just go buy a list of a million emails and just bloop, willy-nilly, throw it out there wild, wild west. Texting, cold calling, all these tools and softwares that we're using today, things have been kind of the wild, wild west. Reg, uh, reg, uh, laws are happening, uh, and carriers are getting wise to things and learning how to block. Uh, Apple is putting different privacy features on their phones that, that make it harder to reach people. So, like, all these things are happening, and it's a constant. I'll look back, and I go, it's a constant hoop to jump through, right? It's a constant obstacle. I don't want to do that anymore. How can we figure out how to get permission from people to market to them? And that's kind of the vision that I, that I have for the future is like, I answered those questions and putting together p- platforms that does that transparently, uh, for people.
0: I love it. If you guys go to aideations.com, com, So dot S.com. Right. Um, yep. go over there, subscribe. I'm going to subscribe right now. And, um, and, and 18 bucks a year. It's insane. I'll tell you, yeah. um, also follow Brent on Facebook. You guys are probably following me on Facebook, follow him, he's put out a ton of stuff on there too. And, uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying reading it and watching it. And, and I, I love it when somebody else is going to go out and do all the research and the work and I can, I can benefit from it and then figure out how I use it in my laboratory. Right. And that's kind of what I'm going to bring for you guys is I'm going to connect with the right people. It's really about who I know, what I know. And then if I can bring it back to you guys inside the mastermind and on the podcast and all that stuff, and just share it with you guys.
1: Um, and definitely reach out to me with your questions, because a lot of people have been reaching out to me in my inbox and asking me things and questions. And a lot of those questions are things that are like, oh, that's actually a really good question. Let me let me explain that or something I can use in my my newsletter to show people like, hey, this is a problem that I saw for somebody using this. Yeah, I love so it. Reach out to me.
0: Well, Brent, thanks for sharing your Friday with me. It was really awesome. And um, I had fun. I had I learned a few yeah. All right. All right, everybody, I'll see you guys uh, on the next show, at the next event, at the next whatever we're doing together. I hope you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. See you.